0: good afternoon everyone thank you for joining us and thank you for listening either online or here in person to the on the safe side podcast with our special guests today we are live in san diego at the 2022 nsc safety congress and expo and we're on the expo floor at the nsc booth and my name is barry Botino. i'm an associate editor at safety and health i'm with my colleagues as always Mr. Alan Ferguson, hello, Alan. Hey, how are you doing? Kevin Drewley, hello, Kevin. Barry, hello. We have a special guest today here with us, and uh, we're we're grateful to have Doug Parker, the Assistant Secretary of Labor with us. Thank you, Doug, for joining us today.
1: It's my pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: Well, no, again, Doug, you appreciate it, and glad we were able to to schedule you, and I know you're a busy man lately, so we we (laughs) thank you for joining us. Um, your, Your safety journey brought you through sunny California as head of Cal OSHA. What part of those experiences and any others in your career have you now brought with you to federal OSHA? Uh,
1: Thank you. And again, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. You know, I really look back to um, where my career began as an attorney back in the 90s, working uh, as a staff counsel at the United Mine Workers is sort of the origins of my journey. Uh, I wasn't directly working in health and safety at the time, but when you're working with um, workers who are in such an inherently dangerous environment, an inherently dangerous industry, where health and safety has been um, such a historic part of how the union's developed and and how how it's organized and where its priorities have been, it sort of becomes part of the DNA of the work that you do. Um, So, you know, I worked with folks who, had been directly involved in mining tragedies, worked with folks who were from communities where um, they had fam- multiple family members who had suffered occupational disease. And so um, it just became an important kind of um, an important issue that was underlying sort of everything we did at the mine workers. Uh, and so it was actually because of that time working, doing traditional labor law at the mine workers that I ultimately got more directly involved in health and safety because the former director of health and safety there uh, invited me to join him to work with him at the Mind Safety and Health Administration during the Obama Administration. Mm -hmm. And so that's really how I got my start in my first full-time job doing health and safety. So
0: you've been at your current job for about a year right now. Is there anything unexpected or surprising that's happened during that uh, tenure?
1: Well, it was certainly a whirlwind at the beginning because I got, you know, you sort of, it's a hurry up and wait game. You know, you get nominated, you have a confirmation hearing, and then you get a confirmation vote and then boom, you're on stage. Uh, and I, so I was on the job about three or four days before we signed the, uh, the mandatory vaccine and testing rule. And so um, that was a real trial going through that process, trying to. Um, get my bearings on all the other issues that that were pressing at the agency, trying to get my own sort of sea legs there and and learning how to sort of operate within the organization while we had this major litigation going on. So that was, uh, I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but it was certainly a challenge. My other observations about being at the agency is just the level of dedication of staff, You know, really mission-oriented people, highly professional, a range of skills, you know, a very diverse portfolio of work that we do in health and safety. And so um, many more aspects of the job than we had at California. Although we, in California, we do have some sort of unique missions at Cal OSHA. So for example, inspecting amusement rides, for sure. example. That's not, that's not a part of federal OSHA. Mm-hmm. But you know, sort of the international work and just a variety of things that, that happen at OSHA that, that um, I, really programs that I was just learning about when I came there. So it's been fascinating. Sure. Could you tell us, Doug, a little bit about what's on OSHA's radar, both short-term and long-term right now? Well, I'll talk a little bit about the regulatory front. Sure. Um, so our most immediate uh, action is working on the COVID-19 rule, finalizing our rule for health care. So we're hoping to get that done um, very soon. Uh, we're working diligently on that and, you know, as we speak. A- and then we'll be working on... Um, um, you know, our next priority is going to be heat. And of course, everyone, I think who's who's in health and safety has been following our work on heat. There's been a lot of great work across the country, both uh, with some of the state plans, as well as progressive employers who have really stepped up and um, come up with a lot of innovative ways to address heat. So really happy to be a part of that overall movement, which is really what it is, kind of a cultural shift that we've seen over the last five years thinking about heat and, and, and rec- the recognition of it as a, as a hazard in a way that, that s- we certainly weren't talking about you know, just a few years ago. Certainly.
0: You, you started again a year ago during an unusual, unprecedented time right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. How has that affected your plans and the agency's vision?
1: Well, it's certainly um, taken resources to address COVID-19. Uh, and it's certainly affected the timeline on other important work that we want to do. And so um, I'm looking forward to now having a little more breathing room to work on other important priorities, both our other rulemaking priorities, um, addressing some of the um, you know, exciting things we're doing on the enforcement front in terms of reviewing our policies to make sure that we're really ad- being bold about addressing uh, the most egregious behavior by employers, employers who are really disregarding the law. And I'm also looking forward to to focusing more on our compliance assistance efforts and how we can promote through outreach, health and safety as a core value, kind of getting beyond just working on compliance and really talking more in in the kind of public sphere in the health and safety community about the importance of going beyond compliance and really embracing uh, health and safety as a core value.
0: So kind of speaking of compliance, there's a lot of people who may view OSHA from an enforcement standpoint, kind of us versus them mentality. How should OSHA kind of change that narrative or how can they change that narrative?
1: Well, I I think that we're always going to be an enforcement agency. That's always going to be a core part of what we do. Um, But I think that there's a number of ways that we can try to address that gap. Um, One, of course, is to do some work to build greater trust between the uh, em- employer community and our, um, our compliance assistance programs. So, um, the, you know, there is a strict wall between our enforcement efforts and our, our consultation efforts, and I think we can make that more clear. We can think about how we are, are branding that and make sure, particularly with smaller employers, the ones that we want to reach through our programs, you know, that, that we, we are there to help, that we do have folks that will come in and assist uh, a small or medium-sized business in developing a health and safety management system, uh, how to do hazard recognition, you know, how to, how to um, do all the, th- all the things that you need to do. You know, we're also leveraging our Safe and Sound program. You know, that's historically been something we do in August, but we're trying to do more of that throughout the year. And I'm very excited about um, some of the tools that we've really um, collected on the on the Safe and Sound website recently that really give small and medium-sized businesses the tools to start building out a health and safety management program on their own, starting with things as basic as, you know, how to write a mission statement, you know, how to create a vision for health and safety, how to how to get greater worker participation, how to put in place a hazard recognition system and do basic training, and just all kinds of modules so that this journey that a lot of people might initially find intimidating is laid out in a way where people can take one step at a time, one bite at a time, and really build their program from the ground up.
0: Doug, we're all here in a uh, convention center full of safety professionals. As we wrap up here with you today, is there anything else you'd want safety professionals to know about OSHA and the work you guys are doing?
1: Well, I come back to that uh, theme of health and safety as a core value. You know, we're very eager to work uh, with, with labor unions, with workers, with um, the employer community, with the states, uh, with manufacturers and, all, and uh, you know, the vendors here to, 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 um, to lift up health and safety as a core value. Um, we are eager and excited to have folks participating more in our rulemaking process so that we can get um, all, the, all the great ideas that are in this room can be kind of focused on how we can, for example, create a better rule on, on heat. Or or create a better rule on infectious disease, or or any of the other variety of rules that we're working on or modernizing through our rulemaking process. Uh, But we we want to see that we want to have that kind of engagement uh, with the health and safety community writ writ large. We think that it's good for OSHA to have that to have that exposure uh, to the to the um, industry, and we think that it's good for the industry if we have a stronger stronger relationships with them. Sure. Doug, we're grateful for the conversation yes, thank today. You so thank much. you, and
0: thank you for being here in San Diego with us. And my pleasure, my yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank to our you. listeners out there, please feel free to share this with a fellow safety pro that you know. And uh, remember, please stay on the safe side.